Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. This episode of Another Happy Pod is going to contain spoilers. If you've not experienced the content yourself, please go ahead and do so before coming back and listening to the boys ramble on about it. Thank you very much. Hello and welcome back to Another Happy Pod, the show where we talk about movies, pop culture and try to keep things just a little bit more optimistic. This week's going to be fun because we don't always succeed, but we do have a bloody fun time doing it. Now, my name is Nathan uh, Bauer. I don't know why I cut my middle name. And as always, I'm jo- last name, I mean. And as always, I'm tired. And as always, I'm joined by uh, a war criminal. How are you? Was was what it, what week is it? Where are we? Where where? What do you mean? What week? Is it? Do, do we date stamping these now? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's week three of twenty twenty two. It <laughs> good. <laughs> I wonder how long this will go on for. Um, <laughs> I'm 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 good, Nathan. I'm good. I'm a I'm I'm a I'm a busy boy. Well, this episode's a bit late uh, because I've had twenty million maintenance people in my house all week sorting out yes. fuck knows what. Um, I, I, but all I know is I didn't have to pay for any of it, so that was fine. But my internet's been on and off; it's been a bit hectic. But I'm here, and I'm and I'm ready to talk about a, a piece of shit. Oh great! No spoilers. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's that's good to know. My um, my week has been painfully average. Sounds like we're about to have a, a blast of a time. Uh, right, it's Daredevil 2003. Uh, sadly, not Daredevil. Not 2015. Three. No, it's the uh, it's the not it's the one with three. Yeah, it's the one with. I'll tell you what, though, season three is. Let's just talk about that Netflix Daredevil for a moment. Season three is is I think I prefer season two to season three. Oh, you that's an odd. Okay, all right. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed. I think season two, when it's at its best, is really good. But there's too much fat that needs to be trimmed in it for me to. I would, I would, I would say the exact same thing about season three. When season three is at its best, it's incredible. When it's at its worst, it's fucking awful and painful to watch sometimes. Is that is like does the hand storyline not just fucking bore the pants off you now though? Uh, yeah, it it does. To be fair. It does, but I really liked the um, the play between Electra and Matt in season two. Um, 
for and, and I wasn't how the, he... I wasn't the biggest fan of Electra in the Netflix show. You are a sexist, that's why. And also, I just enjoyed the way that Matt just completely went off the deep end and was just a absolute dickhead to everyone in his life. Like, it's not good. It's it's very bad, but I enjoyed it. Do you not think he does that in season three, though? Do you not think there's like... Because the only time he... He pretends he's dead, and then the only time he sees Foggy, Foggy thinks it's to give him closure, and it's actually just to steal his wallet and incriminate him, potentially. <laughs> like... Yeah, yeah, that, that's true. That's true, and those are good moments. But that's just brought down by any scene with Foggy, you know. Come on, leave him alone. All right, Daredevil 2003. Um, we're in the midst of what? what's up? What's big at the time? What's big and popping? Spider-Man has just come out. So that's, Spider-Man that's came out the year before. X-Men, X-Men uh, 2 came out or comes out this year or came out last year. It comes out around this time. Um the Matrix still has a fucking chokehold on every oh, single God, costume designer everywhere. Um, this entire uh, movie is 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 everyone at Marvel Studios at the time going, "Well, we need to make the Matrix," but but, but someone's already made the Matrix. Well, what, what have we got? Daredevil? Yeah, we'll make Daredevil the Matrix. <laughs> Just do that instead. <laughs> This, I noticed that from the get-go in this. And obviously, when I was younger, I didn't notice it at all. I didn't even... It didn't come into my head. But I, the second yeah. this started, like, with an action scene, I was like, this is the fucking... This this is the Matrix. <laughs> it's, it's trying to be the Matrix. It's yeah. trying so hard to be the Matrix. Uh, and failing spectacularly. Um, because it's bad. It's, it's Spoiler alert, it's a bad movie. It's a piece of shit. Don't watch it. Um, Do you have any like childhood nostalgia for this at all? No, not none whatsoever. None at all. I even as a kid, I didn't like it. I remember going to see it um, when it came out. Uh, I just remember being so bored in the cinema, and that's that's saying something for what a fucking eight nine year old kid to be bored yeah. watching a superhero movie. But yeah, I was just it's it was it's not fun. It's it's not fun in the same way you know Raimi Spider Man is. It's there's no real heart to it. Like, say what you will about Spider-Man. Yeah, it's, and, and I say this a lot. It's cheesy and, and stilted, and I think there's very wooden performances. But it's still a fun movie. There's still a lot of fun yeah. to, to that movie. It's a fun comic book movie. This is just... Uh, this, this, this goes for, like, all the, all the stuff, like, all the bits that don't work about superhero movies of that era. This kind of doubles yeah. down on it all. Like, it, it tries to... Daredevil's obviously a very, like, religious figure, and it's got a lot of um, religious subtext, uh, subtext throughout, like, all of the comic stories, every kind of portrayal. And this just confuses religious subtext with man must be miserable. And he... Because he I, walked I think around, he... like... It's just smelt shit for the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think it confuses a lot of things. I think it confuses what disability fucking Matt Murdock has. Because, like, everyone knows the point of Daredevil is he's blind, okay? That's his main thing. He's blind, but he can still fight and do whatever because his, all his other senses are heightened. But there's a scene in this movie where it seems like he's deaf, like the filmmakers thought the blindness was deafness somehow because like when he go I think what it's supposed to be Josie when he I think it's supposed to be Josie's bar when he goes to like fight the rapist who got off from court earlier all the sound is like really muffled and like you can't hear anything properly and it's kind of given the impression that he can't hear anything I'm like do you know he's blind and not deaf? This is this seems like a very strange choice to have here. The only the only time I thought about something like that is when he gets um when like any of the like like the train goes past him. But then that the idea behind that I thought was to obscure his senses because he the way he sees is through like a sonar built up of his other senses, right? Like hearing, smell, yeah. touch, uh, touch, taste, and everything. Um, so I, I, when the train goes past him and he like recoils and in agony, it's because of the fact it's that it's like everything, venom. Yeah, everything's just like shits too much. So he's like, "Fuck, yeah. I can't focus on anything, and I'm fucked." Um, yeah, but, but that yeah. watch that watch that Josie's bar fight scene again because like it it definitely seems like he's deaf. I don't know if it was just a problem with my Amazon or whatever, but it, the sound was really muffled during it, and then there was only like specific like his breath. Was was isolated and stuff, and it was. I don't know. Maybe they it, were like trying for a filmmaking technique and just didn't pull it off. Because I I thought there's because there's there's a there's a bit where like the bar the bar lights are flashing, and I was like, yeah. oh, this is cool. It's kind of showing us 
the um like how sonar works because obviously sonar and a radar and stuff it, it you see it for a second then it fades then you see it and then it fades again and i was like oh they're doing that and then i just written then they did it in every other fight scene and i was like oh it's just a thing that the movie's doing to be cool like or yeah. try to be cool it's not really much thought in it um but yeah mm. no I, I don't know but i was that josie's bar as well oh it's a bar for rapists yeah. of course it's josie's bar <laughs> it's yeah it's uh this movie has weird interpretations of things but whatever um you remember famous daredevil character comic uh karen page she's here she doesn't get named though um anyway yeah um what do, <laughs> is ben affleck a good actor i think ben affleck has great uh ideas and he has a good presence i often feel like ben affleck has suffered with bad direction because if you look at stuff like his performance in Gongo is fucking incredible. Like he he's Gongo got is good. Yes. Yeah, he's got great chops and he is he is a good actor. I just think that sometimes it's painfully <clears throat> obvious when he phones one in. You, uh, yeah, I this was bad, I thought from mm. from from everyone to be honest with you. Well, like bad person. bad acting or bad characterization? I, I, I I've well, both I'd say, but um but I think the acting overall just well, I'd give two exceptions to that, but I think overall the acting wasn't all that great, um, especially from your two leads, from uh, Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner. I think both of those are just... yeah. It was just very... None of it seemed real whatsoever. It all seemed quite... To play devil's advocate on that, though, like as an actor, what are, what are you working with? Like, yeah, that's, that's nothing. true. The script isn't <laughs> like, Yeah, it's... It's just... It's crap. But, um, all right, what do you think of the... Um, what do you think of the suit? It's bad. It's it's just le- it's just red leather and fucking let's again let's do the Matrix because this is the early two thousands and the Matrix has fucking somehow just influenced every aspect of fashion and and movie costume design and so we're gonna do leather and darkness and and oakley sun oh the glasses are fucking awful how did we ever think oakley sunglasses looked good (laughs) you look like they're just bad everything about it is bad and of course that's with hindsight at the time we were all like we have never looked cooler but (laughs) um it does struggle though obviously like with age it always is going to look a bit naff but like it doesn't see i think though i think you can look back fashion is a weird thing right because i think you can look back on pretty much every you know like era of fashion from like the 50s onwards and think there's some good looks there you know the 50s has that kind of sophisticated style the like the shirt and the tie the the uh the you know the nice dress and all that sort of stuff the 60s things get a little bit looser a little bit more colorful the 70s you go into the hippie era and all of this stuff the fucking the 80s you get the wild colorful you know pop and and rock and all this sort of thing and and i think there's good looks in every era Apart from the 2000s, I think looking back on the 2000s, everything is just fucking space age of fucking futuristic metals. And and for some reason, we thought we are the future. So let's dress like it. And it all looked awful. The 90s is is like if you took Internet Explorer as a concept and wore it like it's <laughs> I do think I think that we're too close to it, though. Like, yeah. I think maybe in 20 years, it will it will be it will be looked at as slightly more cool. Um but because like know. you you say all that now, like the fifties is great, but we're like fucking what like seventy seventy years detached from that. So now we can look back and go, maybe there was some cool stuff we can pick. Whereas the nineties, like we like I don't know, well certainly you would have been walking around kicking up in those uh, <laughs> with those uh, what do you I call think, it? I think the frosted n- tips and stuff. I had frosted tips actually <laughs> at one point, and did you? Good I did. I genuinely did. Oh, you've got to find me a photo of this. That's incredible. What do you think of the? Uh, what do you think of the backstory in this? Because I, I, I've got an observation about this. That at first I was appreciative of it, and then second, and then then I, I then I grew to despise it like very quickly what why tell me why if there's one thing that i that i think 2000 superhero movies suffer from is dedicating 40 plus minutes maybe even an hour to the fucking origin i think daredevil 2003 condenses a really nice backstory into a, like into a big flashback kind of sequence that takes up 20 yeah. minutes of your time and then allows for the remaining however many minutes left of movie to to tell the story and i was like that's cool because, like, Spider-Man, I don't think he even gets bit until, like, the 30-minute mark, and then it's, like, 45 by the time he's even putting a costume on or something. 
Um, yeah. Or like roughly, don't quote mm. me on it. But this, I think, breezed past it. But then it, so the time it saves, it then spends doing absolutely nothing. And then I, yeah. I was like, well, what the fuck was the point in that? <laughs> Why didn't you it's, linger it? It's remarkable how little happens in this movie. It has just, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it felt, it's not long, but it felt very long and it felt like it dragged, yeah. but nothing happened at the same time. I, I felt like it was just a lot of sitting about and talking about stuff and smelling each other. And that's really all you get for about fucking an hour and a half, an hour 40 or it whatever. It was it a lot of smelling each other, wasn't there? There was a surprising amount of smelling each other. What happened is fucking Matt Murdock smells someone in a cafe uh, and then he asks her her name, and then she doesn't want to give him it, so she leaves. And then he just follows her and starts smelling her again. And then they have a terrible fight in a park where he gives away his identity to anyone watching. Hey, that's the that's that blind lawyer. He doesn't look very blind. He's doing backflips on a seesaw. Like yeah. how fucking blind can he be? Um, the fighting was also that 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 fight in particular. I know it was just kind of like light-hearted training stuff, whatever. But it was just it was. None of it felt real. Like it, it all felt very. And now I'll do this movement, and then this movement, and then this movement. It all just felt very choreographed and not in a good way. Like very. It was like a. It was like a dance on the like on a really bad wirework stage. Like it was. Yeah. It was, everyone felt floating. No one had any weight to it. It just felt really smooth and weird. Uh, what one thing I like specifically about that scene um, is that Ben Affleck. So the the beginning thing is that Matt, Matt Murdock, due to his heightened senses, is basically able to function as, like, a human lie detector. So he's a lawyer, and the idea is that the, the people that don't get justice served to them in the courtroom will find justice on the street as as he attacks them as Daredevil. You don't get much of him being a lawyer, though. No, you don't. You don't. And I'd argue that's because they have no idea how to write a law scene. Um, because he's there, and, like, the judge is like, nah, it's fine. And so he just decides to, instead of using the law, he just shouts at them. He's like, this isn't fair. This guy, this guy needs to see justice. Like, <laughs> as a trained lawyer, maybe use the law. Uh, a rapist gets acquitted. Um, and so he leaves the courtroom. Matt Murdock is furious. Uh, but then the next time he encounters a woman, he follows her, forcibly <laughs> grabs her, uh, and non-consensually sniffs her. Yeah, and then just starts fighting her. Yeah, I was like, maybe someone should come and beat you up on the street. <laughs> <laughs> it did seem very creepy. It did. Yeah. Um, and Matt Murdock, he he doesn't seem like a nice person. This version, anyway, he does not seem like a a, a nice person at all. Because Charlie Cox, he's, he's, he's got a real likability and personality to him as Matt. He's got a real sense of he actually does want to do good. He does want to... You know, he's he's alright getting paid in fish and, you know, cakes from down the street or whatever because it's about helping the people and, and doing what yeah. he can. Ben Affleck, like, he says all that stuff, but for some reason I'm just like, but, like, who do you want to kill? Because, like, what's, what's yeah. going on here, Ben? Well, Char Charlie, Cox has got a, Charlie Cox has got a great warmth to him where, like, the people that he encounters, you feel a genuine sympathy, like, from him. You feel, you feel like, basically, his encounters as Matt Murdock make me understand the reason he's so protective of his daredevil antics because he sees himself as the only person that can protect them when the law system fails yeah. which but it also does. to be fair to this movie though it's you know charlie cox gets 13 hours to develop his character and flesh out his story as opposed to the hour of 40 minutes they have to cram this into you know a, a movie but still, but nothing happens in the movie. They could have spent that time doing things. It's true. Nothing happens. What do you think of this superior Foggy Nelson? <laughs> uh, John Favreau, I think, is always fun. I think John Favreau yeah. just has a natural, like, comedic timing that is just is pretty decent. Um, yeah, and and he's got he has my favorite line in this of all time, and it's when he's discussing. It's when Matt says, "Oh, you know, he didn't he didn't pay. He he's a fisherman. He gets he fishes he fishes on the weekend, so he gave us a nice big fish or something to pay the law fees." Um, at, yeah. Foggy, at which point Foggy Nelson, John Favreau replies, 
Um, I go salsa dancing on the weekend, but I don't shake my ass to pay the bills. Uh, and, and it just, I, I, I was drinking and I almost spat out because I was like, I just wasn't expecting, I was, wasn't expecting a line so garish and horrific. Um, but it was funny. It made me laugh. It was great. And I, I do think out of, the, out of the two on screen we've had, he is the superior Foggy. Bring him back for the MCU. I don't care if he's happy. Who cares? Just fucking have him, <laughs> yeah, just... be, have him be Foggy Nelson as well. I don't care. Why am I now realizing that both of their names could be like one of the seven dwarfs? Oh, happy, Foggy, Sneezy. Yeah. <laughs> is is Foggy, a, is Foggy a dwarf from the seven not dwarfs? Re- n- not really. No. I think Grumpy, you're... is that who I'm thinking of? Maybe. Grumpy is there. I Foggy isn't really anything. like a... You could... Foggy isn't really a personality, though, is it? It's like... It's a name. No. Like, yeah, but you can be... Tra- yeah. like, I don't, I don't, maybe. Anyway, <laughs> Matt Murdock lives in an industrial kitchen. <laughs> what was that? What's going on with his door? Why does he have, like, three big fucking logs that he just spins and then and, walks into and a meat weird And fucking... a meat freezer bathtub <laughs> that is also somewhat of a coffin. He's got... Yeah, he fucking, like, sleeps in a sensory deprivation tank, which I guess makes sense because of, like... His, you know, here and everything like that. I guess he, if he wants to wind down, that makes sense. But the way he just closes up like a coffin, and he's in yeah. there like a vampire, it's it's very strange. It is stupid as shit, isn't it? Like, it, it, but also I can't, I couldn't work out if it was like a kind of underground. Obviously, I know it's not underground, mm-hmm. but if it has like the vibes of an underground cellar, if it had the vibes of like a a bank vault, or if it was an industrial kitchen, like I could I not work out where to, he stacked up. They tried to do like all of it in one because it kind of was. It was like an industrial kitchen, but then it was also like kind of a, a church because I think he's got like a, just a wall <laughs> of fucking gargoyles or something. Um, yeah. But then, but then he brings. I think he brings Jennifer Garner back to his home, so it's clearly just an actual place as well. Um, yeah, but it's no good. What what a bad fucking apartment or whatever it is. Fucking yeah. Um, what what do you think of the? It's kind of in the origin. Um, so you've obviously only just recent. Well, you've I know you watched them before, but you've recently just refamiliarized yourself with all the 2015 Netflix Daredevil stuff. Um, yes. My opinion is of um, this movie makes a, a different choice in the backstory of Matt and his dad, which I think actually might work a little bit better. I think the idea is better. I don't think the execution is better. If that makes yeah. sense. Is it that is what his dad's working for Kingpin or not for Kingpin but with Kingpin? Yeah, and but that. But also, it's more a case of in the show, it's painted as so. Matt Matt's dad is throwing fights for money, basically, so that the people that bet yeah. on the money can make money. And it's big. It's a big fucking. It'll be like the boxing conspiracy kind of thing. In this film, after Matt catches him, they make a. They make a. Or they say they make an unspoken pact that they can always push themselves to do better and be better people, which I quite like. I feel like, and, it's, I feel like that's probably something you should say though. Yeah, probably. <laughs> that seems too yeah. specific to be unspoken. Yeah, yeah, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> probably get that um, down, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, you may as well say it, just so we're both on the same page with it. Um, yeah. You can't really break an unspoken pack, because you, you could just plead innocence the whole time, be like, I didn't know you thought that. No, I, was, I thought you gave me a nodding look like, yeah, Dad, make the paper, <laughs> secure the bag. Um, but yeah, no, I think this movie makes a better choice in the sense that it, it frames it like... When it comes down to the big fight that he has to throw, Matt is in the crowd watching him, uh, and as it all kind of goes silent for him and he's about to throw the fight, he hears Matt cheering him on, and that's the yeah. lesson that he, when he, when he gets up, he shows him persevere, work hard, mm. never give in. And I like that Matt sees that, but in the show, I think it's painted more as he doesn't want to look like a failure in front of his son. So his son watching at home on the TV, he just wanted to see him win one time. Do you, does that Does that make sense? Uh, yes, it does. I think I still prefer the TV version, just because I, and mostly just because it's more fleshed out because it, it has the time to do it, really. Um, yeah, and also better actors. But f- for the most part, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's 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 fine. It's it's fine. What did you think of the Kingpin himself, um, Michael Clark Duncan? Um, a different interpretation from um what what has been done previously and probably quite surprising but by that do you just mean that he's black yeah that's the- <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah no i i like i think i think he's a great actor and he and he's a great choice because like physically he's a fucking animal like he's a unit. he is fucking um, huge mate rip to a real one 
Rip to a real one indeed. He's he's good in this, and he's he's a clear choice because he, like I said, he's he's a massive man. Like he is a unit. Um, yeah, no, I'm just I'm surprised that they took a swing and cast a black actor casting away from color. I do, I, I'm I'm also surprised at that. I thought though, and maybe it was because Twitter just wasn't a thing. But I don't remember that being like an issue at all back in fucking what 2002, whenever it was cast or whatever. Um, no. I feel like well, YouTube feel like... YouTube wasn't around, so they couldn't they couldn't go on exactly. there and say, "Oh no, Daredevil's got woke again." <laughs> <laughs> the problem with woke Marvel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, that's the thing. Maybe it was just because there's you hear it less. But I feel like if that happened today, there'd be much more of a shitstorm about it, which is fucking stupid because that was like 19 years ago and seemingly no one had an issue with it oh um, yeah it's yeah but then that was before people realized that they could get followers or make careers off of pretending to care about it like that is very true yeah yeah i, I think the second people realized you could monetize hatred a lot easier than you could enjoying things uh people suddenly became a lot more racist um which <laughs> yeah. which kind of sucks it's i mean it massively sucks it doesn't kind of suck it's fucking terrible <laughs> but yeah. um no, I think ultimately he's an inspired choice, and I think that it kind of sucks that his character's not really written into anything. It doesn't really do anything. He's terrifying for when he's on screen, yeah. but he doesn't do anything. He just kind of walks around and hands someone a rose and then lets Bullseye do the rest of the, the, the stuff that should have probably been given to him. Really, all he does is just smoke a cigar and say the occasional threatening line. Um, the fight at the end is pretty good that he has, and again, you get to see how much of a, just a fucking tank he is. Um, yeah, and really. Let loose. Like he gets he gets um, that wife beater on, and I'm like, fuck, <laughs> this guy is massive. Just just to con- just to confirm, he's not wearing platform shoes or like a muscle suit. They are. <laughs> yeah. He is 100 percent a terrifying man. <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah probably yeah. you put him and fucking vincent d'onofrio in a room my money's not going on vincent all right no <laughs> not at all um but but yeah he he was really good um it's a shame he only really got to do it once he could have probably done some good stuff going forward but i think so. yeah such is life as uh, what about the uh the terrible worst villain in this movie oh um bullseye Bullseye, yes. Bullseye. So uh, he's introduced, and the second he's introduced, people throw racist insults at him because he's Irish. Um, yeah. But the song that's playing as the as the movie says racism is bad is a remix of Top of the Morning to you. And I was just a little bit confused. Is the movie trying to be offensive, or is it taking the side of killing someone is justifiable because they were being racist. I think it's just trying to say, here is Bullseye and, oh, he's Irish in this, don't worry about it. And to but show it's you such, that... It's such a gonna... heavy focus on one scene. Like, it's so <laughs> yeah. odd. I think it's also the fucking, the fact that, you know, it's a British pub as well and British, Irish, yeah, they're basically the same. So, let's uh, mm-hmm. let's put that in there. And also, what was that fucking accent? That guy was not British, that guy in the pub. No, I don't think he was. I got, I was a bit more like, uh, if I remember it right, it was just a bit strained and weird. Like it just, yeah. it, I think he felt like it, it. I think it was just a stereotypical old man England voice. Yeah, it it wasn't English, whatever it was, but it was yeah. m- much like everything in this movie. It was bad, but Bullseye especially was fucking awful. Um, what is the fucking target on the forehead i know he's got in the co- in the comics he's got the costume which has like an, a target on his head but that's part of a mask why does that translate into just carving a fucking target into his skull that's yeah oh it's such a bad and at one point he even says i want a costume but then he never gets one like well, yeah. what was the what was the point in that that was so fucking stupid it was it wasn't ready by the time the showdown came up <laughs> Yeah, I I think so. There is there is an extended version of this, which I very almost watched, and then I saw it was half an hour longer, and I remembered how bad this film is, and I went. Does nah, he get the costume in that? I don't know if he does, but there's thirty extra minutes. I'd imagine they have to. Apparently, it's much better. Apparently, it's much from, better. From what I understand, there's a lot of stuff with Coolio in it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> because I think Matt and Foggy are um they're defending Coolio for some reason. 
that's good. That's exactly what this movie needed to flesh out. <laughs> I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad they dedicated time to a plotline <laughs> not in the theatrical version about defending Coolio. Um, good. That's yeah. Bulls, bullseye in this is fucking. He, <laughs> so there, I think there's a fine line between um, what's that expression? Um, you're not holding anything back. What's that expression? Chewing scenery. That's it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think there's a fine line between mm-hmm. like an actor chewing scenery and just showing up on the day and going a bit crazy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. if it's not if it's not a choice that you've made, like I I.e. I think um maybe unpopular opinion. I think um I think that Joaquin Phoenix Joker is a definition of showing up on the day and going crazy. Um yeah. and not chewing scenery. Because it does uh, <laughs> None of this is good. It's just Colin Farrell walking around and having fun and getting paid. Yeah, that's that's really all it is. It's it seems to be one of those characters that's just wild and crazy, but for no real reason. There's yeah. there's no there's no point to it all. It's just a character who's who's edgy and oh look at him, he's listening to metal and he's riding a motorbike and he's killing an old lady on a plane or or whatever. Um, good for you. Um, bad. It's just a bad interpretation of the character, and there's just there's nothing to it other than just a weird aesthetic and a and a crazy personality. There's no actual depth to it all. It's all very surface level and shallow, really. That that's where Netflix gets so much better because they do yeah. bullseye in season three, and I think the way they build it up and the way they slowly get there and who he was before he was bullseye, <clears throat> that's all important context, and it's. And I think it's great. Like, genuinely... did you notice though that um, that both this movie and Netflix have uh, almost identical post-credit scenes? Uh, I didn't actually. Did you know there's a this is probably the first Marvel movie with a post-credit scene? Um, did you see it? No, I switched it off no. the second the credit started rolling. <laughs> oh, okay. Go on, tell me, um, tell me what it is. So it's it's in the hospital, uh, and Bullseye is there. He's like all bandaged up in the hospital, and there's like a fly like buzzing around him, um, and it's and it's just annoying him, but he can't quite get to it because he's all bandaged up, and he's and he like his hand is like just kind of out of reach of like a needle, so he just like slowly reaches for it, and then like it cuts to outside, and you hear like the the sound of like a like something being thrown, and then it just cuts back, and you see the fly just like stabbed up against the wall with like a needle through it and he's like oh he's bullseye he's he's back and stuff um and yeah and then there, there's a tease <laughs> yeah i know like we already knew your powers <laughs> yeah. why why do this i will say though it's probably better than the post credit scene in daredevil the tv series because that oh, that, was, I, <laughs> that sucks i would pray season three to the end of the earth but i saw that and i went why why it do so it? it was yeah it absolutely no fucking point either it was so dumb yeah it, it was, was a bad the fucking show had already been cancelled at that point as well, so you could easily have just cut that out before you fucking release the show. Um, yeah. Very bad. Very bad stuff. Yeah, it was a little bit. Did you like that um, Daredevil's heightened senses give, the, give him the ability to jump 100 stories and not have his legs turn into jelly as well? I, I did have a note that was like, what the fuck are his powers? Because why is he leaping off skyscrapers? And you know, jumping from building to building like he's Spider Man, um, because he shouldn't be able to do that at all. Um, they, they tried to, so in the beginning, they tried to do something which I don't think is traditional Daredevil. I know it gives him heightened senses and he trained as a, as a martial artist. This movie kind of bypasses the training aspect, uh, and just makes it so he kind of has this somewhat superhuman innate ability to predict movement due to like wind in the air. Like, and also uh, it gives him like phenomenal balance, but that doesn't mean that you can survive falling a hundred stories and landing on your feet and your legs not yeah. immediately being liquidified by just the sheer impact of your body hitting the ground. Like he would be a pool of blood. Your knees would be in your lungs if that happened. Yeah, which is horrific. But it's and because he's jumping around, and this is this is why I remember watching when I was younger, and I was like, I just at that point didn't understand Daredevil, so I was like, superheroes can do that, of course. Yeah. And then I watched it, and I was like, no, he shouldn't. He shouldn't be able to do that <laughs> in the slightest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, 
it, it, it was not good at all. Um, Electra trains to Evanescence's Bring Me to Life in probably the most 2003 scene that's ever been put to movie. I liked it. I liked, don't get me wrong, it was terrible. It was terrible. Why? Why did I respected it. No, I didn't write it. Like it is maybe strong. I respected it because it was so clearly just a music video tie-in. It was so, it was so painfully nothing else other than now Evanescence. Like, and that, that's all it was and it was used to promote their song it was and then their song was used to promote the movie like it, it, that's all it was and it and it and it didn't try to be anything else i just thought it was funny i don't think their song was used to promote the movie though because i remember that like when that song came out very clearly and i remember watching the music video a lot um and i don't remember having anything to do with daredevil Oh, well, then Nothing. in that case, and I've lost all respect for it. Because <laughs> because now it was just a, then right then then all it is and all that scene boils down to is a fan made music video. <laughs> I think it was I, no, I think it was like a tie in song for the movie, but it's just the music video. I, you wouldn't know it from watching that. Um, yeah, but there's there's two instances bizarre. of something in this that I loved, um, and I'm wondering if you caught them as well. Uh, it's oh, yeah when you haven't bothered to train your actor how to do something, so you tell them to just do something, and then they'll CG in something in the right place. Um, okay. One, one um, which I think is the better version of this, uh, Electra um, stabbing sandbags. It's painfully clear that Jennifer Garner is just flailing size and whatever else in the air. Yeah, and they've just they've just CG'd sand sandbags in the right place. The other one is when young Matt is um, I don't know what boxers call it. I'm sure there's a technique where you roll your fists and you just essentially push the um, the the punch bag backwards and forwards. Um, yes, oh, that and was you awful. just yeah uh, yeah, and that that it was very clearly just him fucking rotating his elbow, and then they've just put yeah. a, put a punching bag in it and just made it go. which i thought was fucking i just watched it and i was like you couldn't have taught a kid just how to punch a bag yeah and was that too was that really that hard for you (laughs) come on those yeah both of those were pretty bad um another one not necessarily another one but just bad use of cgi is there's the moment i think it's where daredevil uh, and Bullseye have their fight, and I think it's where he knocks him off the bike, and they kind of like uh, flip over and go like right into the camera, but then like roll over and stuff. Whatever it was, it was oh, very bad. That's the um, they, or it might be the end when they're having the fight on the organ or whatever. That's that's the exact same move that um, that um, yeah, you know, Trinity comes in on the bike and reloaded. Yeah, it, it's the exact same move. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I watched it and I was like, get yeah, no, come on, man, for fuck's sake. I mean, this um, would have come out the same year, though, so they couldn't really have copied. No, 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 because two. Oh, yeah, maybe it was both, 2003. Yeah, because 2003 was the year both of them came out. You, 2003, you had both uh, Reloaded and Revolutions in that year. Maybe they got an early peak, but all I'm saying is it's eerily <laughs> similar. Uh, <laughs> and for two characters, both on a motorbike, I was like, Seems. I think they would have come out probably like the exact same time as well, like around about May ish of that year. I want. I wonder what one did better and had more of a cultural <laughs> impact. Um, what do you think of Electra in this? Oh, bad, <laughs> bad, bad. I like. <laughs> I like the character of Electra, but um, Jennifer Garner brought nothing to it. It's. It was just. There was no real personality to her. There was nothing. There was I don't know. It was it was all again, and this is a critique I have for most people in it. It was all just very wooden and surface level. It was just bland. One of the things about Electra is, and and it is unfortunate that it is the case to care about Electra in a ser- in a series about Daredevil or in a show in a film about Daredevil. I think you have to care about their relationship and their part, their supposed past. So I think that was my my main issue. Like they just met, they literally yeah. just met, and then he's and then at the end of the fight with Kingpin, he's like, "You killed the only two people I've ever loved." I'm like, "Loved? You knew her a day, mate. Calm down. Yeah. It's You're, it's you've, ridiculous. You've seen her once because of the power of rain, and you've also <laughs> just sniffed her like eight times. Like love is very strong." <laughs> Yeah, um, and then she shanked you, mate. Calm down. You've yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was a little. And I like the um, 
I don't know. I don't like it, do I? Let's be honest. It's, <laughs> it's just what there's not. There's nothing to them. There's nothing to their yeah. relationship. That's it's. For, I, it's it's well, pretty they, wild to say that they they have they had absolutely no real chemistry, and then this is the movie like where Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner got together, and then had like a. That's that's a, what, what I was wondering. 30... Were they together before this? Yeah, or? they no. They were. To, I think they were together because of this, and then they had like a thirteen-year relationship or whatever. They were together for quite a while before they got divorced. Fucking hell! Yeah, I think they had kids together as well. So, yeah, I was I was about to say um, I was about to say it's no wonder it didn't work because there's clearly no chemistry. But then I remembered I'm almost certain that the reason it didn't work was because Ben Affleck cheated on her about twenty times, yeah, um, probably. by by all accounts. Yeah, so with J Lo. Oh come on, man! <laughs> I love I love that picture of them of him just holding her bum like twenty years yeah. apart. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know too much about Ben Affleck. I just know that he really doesn't want to be Batman anymore. So people should leave him alone. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I one one thing that I I kind of I kind of picked up on in this, um, and it really did hinder my enjoyment for the rest of it. So Matt, for the entire time, Matt knows that Kingpin is evil. He knows that he's running a criminal conspiracy, and he's basically in charge of all the crime in New York, which is a laughable concept in itself, but <laughs> yeah. he knows that that's the case. Um, yeah. cause he got from like the first scene, he comes out and he's like, yeah, oh, Kingfin, King, 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 Kingfish is flipping the bill. Um, yeah, King, Kingpin's flipping the bill. So, you know, he's, he's, you know, we can't get to him. And then they see him at the party and he goes up to him and he's like, uh foggy's like hey can we work for you and matt's like no because you're an evil boy and we don't like evil boys over at law.com industries um and so for the entire movie he knows that kingpin is a criminal yeah he doesn't do anything and then he finds out that kingpin is going to be evil to his girlfriend and then he's like now i must stop you and it's like yeah if if this was an afternoon for you why didn't you do it 10 years ago like he only he only decided to get involved once like Jennifer Garner had been killed. Um, yeah, so, yeah. I say killed. She didn't die. <laughs> Just get out of your fucking ice fridge <laughs> and and fucking go and do something about it. If you're that pissed off at the world, go and get fucking your, do something. Get out of your fucking coffin. You go grab your hammer and you and you do something <laughs> and you talk to him. <laughs> Um, uh, do you bad. do you agree? I'm 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 curious yeah. as to your answer on this. No, nor do I. Um, <laughs> do you do, do you subscribe to the idea that Daredevil should not kill people? Uh, see, this is this is a this is a tough question because on paper, on on principle, I do. I do, but then at the same time, while I was watching Daredevil season three, the whole time I was just like, "Fucking kill him! Just kill him! Just end his yeah. life! Just fucking put him in the ground!" Well, no, but I, um, I still, I still think that that I like that in itself is you can still believe it and think that because Matt thinks that in season three of Daredevil, Matt is going to go ahead yeah. of it and be like, "The only, the only way to stop this." Like it's it's like a deficit of people dying because of one man. It ha- is his life worth countless others? Um, just for my moral code to not be violated, which is like the big argument of season three. Yes, um, I think I it, think Matt is a more interesting character when he doesn't kill people. When he when he does have that you know that code that line that he won't cross, um, and and then again it makes it more interesting on the occasions where he is forced to break that, where he will go beyond that. Um, but then again, there's that's it's it's a hindrance as well because there are there are moments like. And this is something that like re- pisses me off about a lot of movies, especially like Batman movies. But because in in Batman movies, he'll he'll kill whatever. Well, he'll say he won't kill, but he'll still kill. He'll kill like the low level guards and stuff, and he'll have no problem wiping just countless of them out. But then when he gets to like the big bad, he's like, no. I can't kill. It's it's not right. Yeah, but yeah. He just killed like an entire fucking room of people with families who were just trying to feed them and whatever. But yeah, sure, don't kill this one person. That's where it all just like kind of, you know, gets a little bit fuzzy. But but to cut a long fish short, yeah, I think it's more interesting when he doesn't. 
I think so. Uh, I, I, and I do mm. agree that it's like, it, it, it is that stupid Batman argument because it's a case of, yeah, you didn't, all right, you didn't kill the Joker, but the Joker's driver, <laughs> you blew up in the Batmobile. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's, that's justice. Um, and, and I think these are all just, and these are all just fucking low income people from Gotham just trying to do what they Struggling can. to stay afloat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Trying to feed their family. Okay, Mr. Billionaire. Yeah, sure. You, yeah. you, you don't kill the fucking Joker because it's against your code. Sure. Yeah, exactly. And he's gonna he's gonna go to Joker's gonna go to prison and get out and you know be, have his meals paid for, his accommodation sorted, and he'll probably yeah. be in some high security, meaning he's untouchable. Um, and those other people, the the driver that just got blown up in the Batmobile, uh, he's crippled. His family leave him because he can't pay his medical bills, and the life of crime he chose just to support them has cost him everything. <laughs> I, well done, um, Batman. You're really making a difference out there. Yeah. Just Justice. Um, <laughs> no, but the, so the, anyway, the reason I bring it up is just because um, I wondered on your stance uh, of the fact that Daredevil just massacres everyone he meets in this. He does, yeah. He kills a lot of people in this, um, which I don't like. He's got the worst <laughs> killing line of all time. That light at the end of the tunnel, that's not heaven. That's the sea train. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible. As if he's there, like, oh man, this whole time I thought it was heaven, and it's actually the train. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's terrible, oh, terrible stuff. What is it? Um, doesn't he say something shit at the end as well? Something really cheesy. He says what? something like, "There's a few times where it zooms in and he goes justice or something." What? What is? Oh no, it's when <laughs> it's it's after the fight with Bullseye, and he like throws him on Ben Yurick's car, and then he just goes. Bullseye, and he just flies oh, yeah. off. Ah, yeah. I was like, "What? Why? Why say that? <laughs> Who was that yeah. for?" <laughs> Ridiculous. I um, it's for us, Nathan, as the audience. Um, <laughs> but I, I liked it. Um, I liked how all the kids are pushing him around when he's young, uh, and they're like, they're like, "Go on, hit me! I dare you! I dare you! Your name's Daredevil! I dare you to hit me!" <laughs> why were Why were those kids so overdubbed as well? Oh, they were, weren't they? <laughs> what was going on with those kids? I don't. Was all, I don't know. That was very weird. I'll leave. I'll leave this on two points. Um, right. I just took. I just took so many notes about this. I was so enthralled by this. Um, blind acting is a niche that I think you have either got or you haven't. Ben Affleck has it. No, Charlie does. And those and those blind contacts really aren't good. <laughs> no. You can see oh, the I, outer rim of his fully functioning pupils behind the contacts. You like, can. I will I will leave that's a very good point. I will leave you with one final note as well. And it's not uh, it's not necessarily a note, it's more of a question. Um why the fuck is Kevin Smith playing Jack Kirby? Yes, yeah. <laughs> that was so weird, wasn't it? Oh, it was bizarre. Like Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith is a big fucking name comic. So you wrote a lot of Daredevil stuff as well. So I can see why he's. They gave him a cameo in the movie, but to have him play a character called Jack Kirby as well. That was. Did Kirby write it? Like, is Kirby Kirby, the creator of Daredevil? I don't know. No, I think Kirby's a lot more like cosmic shit, like fucking Guardians and Eternals and all that fucking space esque shit. There's a lot of stuff that Kirby did. Um. More like grand stuff is like from Stanley and Ditko, um, but but yeah, and I, and I know Kevin Smith is a big fan of Jack Kirby. He loves a lot of Kirby stuff, so that's probably why. But it's still just very, very weird to have very recognizable Kevin Smith um, <laughs> playing a character. They've, called they've Jack done it. They've done his beard and his hair like Kirby's as well, haven't they? Like it, I think that was just normal Kevin Smith look for the time. You have you have you seen the infamous Kevin Smith tweet? Oh God, what did he tweet? Have, have you, this is the best thing. All you have to do is just Google Kevin Smith tweet, and it comes up. Uh, oh God, Google it now. So it's about he posted it on his on his uh, anniversary, and it's about his wife. <laughs> Ten years in, and we bone like we're cheating on each other with each other. A decade plus, and her clit slash brown slash taint area still pones my dick. Oh my God. That's awful. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's Kevin Smith for you. Oh my lord, taint. Yeah, 
I like Kevin Smith. He's a nice guy. He's a fun guy. I like him a lot. Um, yeah, that, that, that tweet, that tweet is illegal. Surely, <laughs> it's, it's no. He's just talking about his wife. <laughs> but, so much about his wife. I feel like I know more about his wife than than anything now. Yeah, everyone does. That's why no one likes that tweet, and it's very strange. But um, I like Kevin Smith. He does good stuff. He's also got a daughter called Harley Quinn. So good on him. Still pones my dick. <laughs> Good for you, Kevin Smith. I'm I'm glad you're happy. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad. I, I hope that that tweet was too, from 2009. I hope that <laughs> over 10 years on, it's still still as strong, and you still oh, bone oh. like you were cheating on each other with each other. They're definitely still together. They're definitely still going strong. He's doing well. I wonder if wonder if her clit slash brown slash taint area still pones his dick. Then we can only wonder. <laughs> Thanks everyone for listening to this. Sorry, it's been mostly negative, but sometimes you've just got to watch a popular movie. Uh, from 2003 about a popular character and just just not enjoy it. So you've 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 been warned. Sorry about that. <laughs> you've been uh, warned uh, when the episode is finished. So thanks. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening. We said some good stuff. We liked Foggy and we liked uh, Kevin Smith, I guess. So there oh, we go. La- last positive thing I'll say. I think the Sonar Vision is a lot better than the Netflix World on Fire Vision. Uh, I think both are bad. <laughs> Alright, I think one has more business being bad in 2003 than the other does in 2015 then. Alright, fair enough. I'll give you that, yeah. Alright, there you go. We like Daredevil 2003. <laughs> um... <laughs> Alright, uh, if you like this, these episodes go live Fridays at 10am, apart from this one. Don't look into it. Um, <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Another Happy Pod which is where we'll post a little reminder and a little link so that you can uh, you can be reminded when our episodes go live and you can give them a little listen. You can also give them five-star reviews, mm-hmm. and if you give them anything less, we'll send Daredevil to come and sniff you. Uh, so <laughs> no, no. just be prepared for that. Or Electra will uh, install sandbags in your house and, and come in with her nunchucks or whatever. Um, yeah. or, or balls I will throw a peanut down your gullet. So one of those things might happen next week. We're going to be doing this. We allowed you into our home. We let you watch our granddad. We welcomed you into our family. And now you think you can steal it from us? You think I'm not going to fight to protect my home? Our birthright? Our ancestral family home? (laughs) That that is hooey. Wow. Knives out. Can you believe it? The point of the fucking teaser is that we don't say it and they try and guess what it is, you stupid cunt. <laughs> so that'll be fun. Uh, we're going to have a fun time. We're going to we're going to wonder who has indeed got the knives out. Spoiler alert. It's Don't uh... don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that'll be fun. We're wondering who has their knives out. Maybe it is Daniel Radcliffe. Chris Evans, uh, what, what's the Daniel other one Radcliffe's called? Daniel Radcliffe's not um, in the movie. Jamie, not Daniel, Daniel Craig. <laughs> Daniel Craig, yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis, Don Johnson. All of these people could potentially have their knives out next week. <laughs> Stop uh, doing this. So anyway, thanks for listening. See you next week. And you can click right here to get stuckmanized. Bye.